Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon, and I am joined by Peyton today, who is a physical therapist and teacher for Evlo. And on Mondays, we just answer one of your questions as quickly as we can. And today we are going to kind of play off of the episode that I released on Thursday about muscle burn and how muscle burn isn't what necessarily causes muscle growth. What causes muscle growth is having sufficient mechanical load or or enough work to the muscle. And so today we want to talk about one rep max and what a one rep max is and how to calculate your one rep max, because from there you can kind of work backwards and figure out the minimum amount of weight that you need to use for each lift in order to create muscle growth. Because we know by, from research that you probably need to be using at least 30% of your one rep max in each lift and getting that lift close to failure in order to see results. So you don't have to lift super, super heavy. You can actually lift relatively light as long as you're taking that exercise close to failure and it's 30% of your one rep max, you will see muscle growth. So let's start by Peyton. Do you want to describe what a, a what a, whoa, words, one rep max is? It's hard to say fast. One. Rep it max. is. It's a tongue twister. Um, so a one rep max. Now you're going to get me going. Um, it is the uh, biggest amount of weight that you can use to perform one single repetition. So for example, you, if you're doing a bicep curl, it would be the highest you could go in that dumbbell to complete one full repetition all the way through the motion. But then when you went to initiate the second repetition, you would not be able to lift because the muscle would be done. That would yes. be your own one rep max. Yes. So we see that you need to be using at least 30% of that resistance and getting that lift close to failure in order to see muscle growth. And again, if you're using lighter than 30%, you'd have to do a ton of reps and you probably aren't using enough to actually see that muscle growth. And again, go listen to that podcast if you need to. So for example, if my one rep max, if I can only do one repetition of a bicep curl with 20 pounds, and let's say I can't do two, I can only do one. I can't do a second one. 30% of that is six pounds. So six pounds would be about the minimum that I could use in my bicep curl in order to grow my biceps. And what's cool is that you can do this with every single muscle so that you can really kind of tailor this to figure out what resistance you need to be using. And what also is great about this that Peyton and I were talking about is that you can do this, whether you're a beginner, whether you're brand new, whether you've been at it for a little while, or whether you've been lifting really, really heavy, you can do this with all of our lifts and calculate your one rep max. And thus kind of work backwards and figure out how much resistance you need to be using. So, um, What we found to make this really simple, we found a calculator. It's a NASM calculator, and we will link it in the description and the show notes. So you just click that and you put in, it has two values for you to put in. You put in the weight that you use for a lift and how many repetitions you could do to failure. So what you'll do is you'll choose an exercise that you want to test. So let's say you're trying school crushers. So I just did this earlier today. I grabbed 10 pounds, which is what I usually use for my school crushers. And I did as many repetitions as I could. And I got to failure, which means like, okay, I can't do another one. Like that's it. We recommend using a relatively light weight so that, you know, if you're getting close to failure, you're keeping yourself safe. And what I found, so I plugged in those values, I plugged in 10 pounds, and then I plugged in the amount of repetitions, which I could do, which I think was like 26. 
And then it spits out all these values. It spits out your one rep max, and then it goes down from there. It goes to your 90% of your one rep max, 80%, da, 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 da. but you can also just calculate it yourself, you know, take whatever percent, 30% of that value that it gives you for your one rep max. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is you can do this with every single exercise and figure out it, the minimum amount of weight that you need to be using. Um, Peyton, let's talk about, it's very obvious, like if you're using dumbbells, right? right. Because like you could put in like, okay, I'm using the exact the, value. That's the exact value. Yeah. But we do a lot of body weight, right? And we get a lot mm-hmm. of questions about like, okay, we do, you guys do body weight step ups, but I'm used to doing like heavy deadlifts and heavy squats. Is this going to yeah. be enough for me? And this is again, a great tool for you to use to figure out if it is going to be enough. Yep. Yeah. So it does get a little trickier, but there's absolutely a way to do it. So when it comes to figuring out the load that you are lifting in something like a step up, what you would want to do is take your body weight and subtract the estimated weight of the stable standing leg. Because if you think about it, you're not having to lift that leg up with the way that we perform step-ups typically here at Evlo is we have the back leg is floating in space essentially. So it's not helping us. And it also is providing a little bit extra load um, when it comes to the lift itself. So you would simply take your body weight subtracted by the estimated weight does not have to be perfect. I don't even know how you would figure that out the exact weight of your leg, but estimate that. Um, and then that would be the number that you would plug into the calculator plus the number of repetitions it would take you to get to failure. Yep. And you can try it like physically, like go, go in maybe during a glute days. Cause it's, it's, a, it's hard. <laughs> You'll definitely mm-hmm. be struggling and see how many reps you could do with body weight or try even using a light weight and see how many reps you could do. And you know, you're done when you feel like you're really compensating, you're really warming your body around. You're not getting clean movement. That's how, you know, you're done. And you can kind of work backwards and see like, Oh, I don't need as much weight as I thought I did in order to get to this 30% of my one rep max. It's really kind of cool. And it's because of physics. It's because of mechanics, right? Because we're choosing exercises that uh, utilize physics in a really effective way to create lots of mechanical load without needing to use a lot of heavy weight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your example too, of adding a weight into the step up, if people are wondering how you would do that, same exact calculation you would do for your body weight step up plus the weight, the, whatever the weight is on the dumbbell would be the number that you plug in there. Yes. Yes. And then what about like other body weight exercises? Like we do sissy squats. We do mm-hmm. for quads, we do matrix right. where you're kneeling and you kind of lean back. It's called reverse Nordic curls. How would you recommend they calculate that? For both of those, you would mainly be looking at your trunk. So like at just above your hips and up your, the relative weight of what that would be for your body. And I'm sure online too, there's calc- there's percentage calculators in PT school. We learned like each part of the body is usually a certain percentage. So you could look that up even and, and figure out a pretty close estimate to what your body weight or what that portion of your body would be. So it would be your basically just above your hips and up would be the load that you would use if you're just doing body weight for those. And then if you were to use something like an extra dumbbell, like we did in um, my class today, for example, for matrix, I added a, a heavy dumbbell to it. I would just simply add that to my upper body weight. Yeah. I like to say, just to keep it simple, half your body weight. If you've yeah, got both go. feet on the ground, go. yeah. if you've got both feet on your ground, half your body weight is the resistance that you would plug in. So if you're like, 
Okay. If you weigh 160 pounds, half your body weight is 80. And let's say you're adding a 20 pound dumbbell towards your hip. So you would plug in hundred pounds. Right. And then you would go and do as many reps as you could safely getting close to that failure point. And that's how you would calculate that. So right. let's talk about if you're brand new to resistance training, because this is a question we get a lot too, is like, what weight should I use if I'm brand new, if I'm just starting out, do we recommend them do this? Or do we think, okay, maybe in the beginning you're using lighter than you think you need to, and just getting that neuromuscular connection. Yeah. I think, I think certainly doing the latter where you're starting with a fairly lightweight is a really good and safe place to start so that you can get used to the movements, used to the transitions. You're, you can reestablish those neuromuscular connections between your brain and the muscle that you're trying to work and making sure that you're getting into those movements safely. Cause some of the movements that we do are a little bit different, especially if you've are completely new to weight training. Um, so I think it's a really good opportunity and time to really hone in on your form and on what the motion should feel like before you even really start worrying about the weight itself. And another thing is a lot of times really lightweight or sometimes even body weight might be, should, could well be well over their 30% of their one rep max if in an untrained individual. So you're, you're probably getting to that anyway, if you are untrained or haven't been weight training for a while, but regardless, I think it is a good place to start just to start in that either body weight or low weight, and then progress from there as you continue on. Get the form, right. Get the neuromuscular strength, right. Which is your brain to body connection before you start adding, because one thing is like with this, you know, it might be a little risky for someone that's untrained to go close to failure in an exercise, especially if they don't have supervision from someone else, if they're just working out at home. So I, we really don't recommend you do this process of calculating your one rep max until you're pretty far into Evlo or into whatever program you're doing. Um, just because, you know, we, we would rather you get the form down and have the connection to the muscles down before you get to failure in a lift. Yeah. I also like this method of finding your one rep max where we're, we're almost working backwards to get the one rep max, right? So we're doing, you could even use one of your classes. You, the beauty of working out remote is you can pause the video and write down how many reps it took you to get to failure and that set and things like that. We're not having you go out and say, okay, try and lift the heaviest that you can for one time, because that, especially if you are not under the supervision of someone can be really dangerous. So this is a really safe way to estimate and calculate what your true one rep max would be. And then to therefore pick other weights accordingly. Um, and also it, what we haven't mentioned yet too, is that while that number is important, the the 30% of your one rep max, if you're using just your 30% of your one rep max, but you're not getting to failure within what we say at Evlo, that 60 to 90 second window you still might want to go up a little bit um, because our goal is to get you towards that muscle failure within that time frame, so that we can get as much motor unit recruitment as possible to make our, our hypertrophic effects just even more efficient and more effective. That's such a good point. Yeah. You probably, we don't necessarily, if you're new, this is different. You can use lighter weight, but if right. you've been with us for a while, we like to have you in that like 60 to 70% of your one rep max range for most of your lifts. So, um, if, if you are finding, yeah, like, oh, wow, I am way down in the 30% in every single class, you might not be lifting enough. It might be time to go up and wait in that sweet spot for you 
might be around that 60 to 70%. And Peyton, I love the idea of just integrating this into your class. So y'all just take the next week and do this in every lift. And then that'll give you really good insight into like, okay, am I using enough weight? Am I using too much weight? Uh, where do I need to go up? Where do I need right. to be the same? I think that it, it, that's a great idea instead of like having to do this separate of your workouts. Right. Cause it, people might hear this and think, okay, this is just another thing I have to do when it, it does not have to be. And also if you don't want to do this, you don't have to, of course, this is just a kind of a bonus. Um, and we, and just more of a, an objective way to measure what we are telling you in class, what we're cueing for in class. Um, and, and can be like a really cool way to do an experiment with yourself because everyone's going to be different. Everyone's lifts are going to be different. Some people will be able to go up after doing this experiment and their upper body. Some people will need to stay the same and then vice versa. So it's just a really great way to get really specific, to make this this program or whatever program you're doing, even more tailored to what you need in this moment. Amen. Amen. I love it. Well, I think that, I think we hit it all. Anything else we need to chat about? I don't think so. Okay. Amazing. Thank you all for listening. We will see you Thursday for a new episode and next Monday for your next one question Monday. Have a great one. We'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.